0: Welcome back. Season 8 of the Weight Loss Podcast rolls on because that's just what we do. My name is Matt. Here with me, as always, is my beloved life partner, Courtney. Yes. You're gorgeous. Everyone told you you're gorgeous.
1: Oh, thank you. You do.
0: I'm telling you again, you are gorgeous. And so are you listening because you're actually listening to us. So clearly you've got some courage because here you are. About to listen to another hour or so of us waffling on about some bullshit.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: So good on you. Righto. We're here to talk about burnout and ask the question, are you burning the candle at both ends? So the fact of life is that we have responsibilities, we have pressures, we have varying workloads, be it actually at work or with family, social life responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm sure we can agree, Courtney, that we all will feel overwhelmed or stretched pretty thin from time to time. Yes. I mean, that's that's kind of a, a part of life as an adult, yeah? Yes. The thing is we've all got our limits. Everyone, like I do, Courtney does, you listening do, it's just, it is what it is, right? The thing is with, with burnout is that it's a real thing. I know that you've probably felt it. Because I know I have. Courtney, you? Yes. Research has linked burnout to negative physical and mental health outcomes, including things like coronary heart disease, hypertension, sleep disturbances, depression and anxiety, as well as increased use of drugs and alcohol. Basically, it sucks. And if a personal, personal way of putting it, it sucks your will to live. It's just not a fun way to be. The thing is as well, burnout has been shown to produce feelings of alienation, feelings of futility, uh, and can also undermine the quality of your relationships with other people as well as work, career aspirations, like you name it. It can mess with a whole host of things inside and out in all areas of life. Mm. Now the thing is, with burnout, it has three components to it that will usually come up from chronic stresses in life. So what we're going to do, Courtney, is going to go through what these three stresses are, or sorry, the three components, the three, I suppose you say, overarching symptoms, what they are, how they work, how we normally will see them either in ourselves or with clients because it is from a from a perspective of someone wanting to lose weight, you know, get in great shape, improve their health markers, et cetera, et cetera. This can stop you right in your tracks. If you're yeah. too burned out to do anything, Like you, the whole thing grinds to a halt.
1: Yeah. So
0: we're going to go through the three components and just explain what they are, how they work, how, you, how we can see them and how you can see them in yourself, how we see them in clients. But then as we like to do, Courtney, give solutions where we can. It's not all bad news. No. Just set the picture. What is this? How does it work? Okay, then how can we actually take action to improve this? So what is, Courtney, the first main component of burnout? Exhaustion. I would probably say it is the central symptom of burnout. Yes. Yes. So exhaustion, really, you could just look at it as as profound physical, cognitive, and emotional fatigue. Mm. As I like to say, like I'm just, I you feel fucked. Yeah, I just feel fucked.
1: Mm. Yeah, just feel fucked.
0: Oh. <laughs> that's not the technical term, Boy, that's no. that's that's not what we will say in the textbooks. But yeah, I, that's how I'd say, it. like I'm, mate, I'm cooked. Yes, I'm done. So the thing is with with exhaustion and these feelings of exhaustion, be it. You know, mental, physical, emotional, or in the case of someone who's really burning the candle at both ends, it's all three. Mm. Like all three levels, you just feel like I'm done, mate. I'm done. It undermines your ability to be effective in your life and also undermines your ability to feel positive about what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. I think we can all know times where we've been so exhausted that, we just don't like anything.
0: Or anyone. Or
1: anyone. Mm. Yes, we hate everything. Um, it's hard to get excited about something. It's hard to just be happy.
0: That's a really good way of putting it. Mm. So generally, this will arise honestly from attempting to do too much mm. without switching off, which is an issue I had for a long time when I first got into this line of work and starting starting our business, there was no off switch. Yeah. Another way I like to put it is that you, you're saying yes to too many things, but also saying no to yourself in the process. Mm. So all these different things you start saying like, yes, I'll help here. Yes, I'll do those extra shifts at work. You know, yes, I'll babysit, whatever it might be. Yes, 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 to all these you know, competing Events or people or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's only so much room. So often we will, when we say yes to all these things, what gets squeezed out? Ourselves. I'll I'll, I'll just do that thing for myself later.
1: Mm.
0: When the fuck's later going to be?
1: Yeah.
0: Thing is as well, when you are exhausted, it's really difficult to concentrate. So having... Mm. Yeah, you know, mental focus on anything that you want to be doing, but it's also difficult to see the big picture with things because all you're doing is is just going from from one task to another, or one responsibility to another, or one bit of work to another, and there's there's no there's no big picture enjoyment of like well, what what am I doing, why am I doing this, what am I working towards.
1: Yeah, I I think that's. Flows into the next point, which is that routine tasks often become – routine tasks like little tasks that you would just do without thinking become a chore. Yeah. Become a lot harder and you know you're having to build yourself up to do them.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, I know the way the way it used to manifest with me when I knew – for me when I knew I was starting to get really burned out was I'd wake up dreading going to work wherever work might be be it be it in the office in the days before I became a PT or in the, when we had our gym court you're just like I just I'm fucking done mm. I don't I don't want to go to, I don't want to go and, and run this 6 a.m. session yeah yet I know under normal circumstances I love what I do mm. and so and this was even this is even prior to being a PT like working working in the office for years for the most part, I love what I do. Get up, cool, let's go, you know, be productive, get a few things done, you know, work through the to-do list, whatever whatever it might be. But you'd have those moments where it's just like, I just don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to go. I, I'm dreading doing anything. And as Courtney said, just routine things start to feel like a chore Yeah. that normally would not. The way I like to look at it is that really you kind of, running on an empty fuel tank. Mm. And so the way Courtney and I see this, especially as signs we look for with our clients, we start to see it where gym sessions become a bit inconsistent. Mm. You know, you start, you start missing, missing your training sessions. We can also see it with clients and, and, and other people where they might have prolonged bouts of under-eating or not eating at all but on the other side of the coin for for some people it can be a matter of they they turn to junk food mm. just as a way of feeling like there's a, there's some sense of control yes in life so what like you know i i can't control my work but i can control what i eat and i'm going to eat all these things that will help make me feel better
1: i think it's the 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 quick pleasure hit of junk food so often junk food we like the taste of because it's usually high in sugar and you know whatnot it's it usually tastes very good that's why we turn to it so I think it's that it's that quick pleasure hit because we can't find pleasure in anything else we're doing because we're exhausted and we hate everything it's we know we like that food so it's going to give us that pleasure hit that we can't get from anything else
0: yeah, well said. I I do happen to agree. It is definitely that a pleasure hit, and as I said before, it's also a sense of being in control of something. Yeah. Because as humans, like, we do well when we feel like we're in control. So like we've heard it with clients, where out of the blue we might get a message like, "Oh, I've missed, I missed most of my gym sessions this week." Yep. Or in other other examples. I just got to the end, end of the day and realized I didn't eat a thing. Mm. Or, you know, I bought and ate the entire tub of ice cream. Like I didn't even realize it. It was just empty. It was all just gone. Yeah. So exhaustion is the first component of burnout. Courtney, what is the second?
1: Disengagement.
0: Yes, disengagement. So you start to, to sort of distance yourself from things. You might start to feel a bit less invested in in projects that you might have be working on, be it work or personal. Feeling a bit disengaged from hobbies or other people, social life, friendships, relationships. You just sort of, I guess you'd probably say pull back. Yeah. And you certainly will feel a bit distanced from whatever your weight loss goals might be. Yes. Disengagement is the perfect word. Yes. With this, and you just feel detached in general mm. in life. Now, with our clients, where we see this is often when they go MIA, so missing in action. Yes. They just drop off. Yes. And normally, thing is, if you were, if you were a more of a rookie trainer or a coach, or maybe I wouldn't say rookie, but less experienced, and you have a client that just drops off the radar after a period of time, your first instinctive reaction might be, oh, well, they just don't want it enough. Disagree. My first instinctive reaction is, hmm, are they trying to do too much? Are they, as the title of this episode, are they burning the candle at both ends and so they're attempting to squeeze so much in that they squeeze themselves out. out. Mm. And as a result, they disappear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it will often just feel like your life is a, a constant sprint from one task to another. Yeah. No downtime, no, no time to sort of rest, recenter, rebalance, recalibrate, whatever word you're looking for here. Yeah. It's just not effing happening. Yes. You know, so that's what we see the most with clients they they just disappear, yeah, and it, it, like we call it courting radio silence
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you, like you felt this before yourself in your life when you' felt a bit overdone
1: yeah I, I think you can definitely relate to feeling disengaged with with certain tasks in your life, you feel disengaged with people, you know you just get that feeling of, oh, I really should call. My mum, but I just can't I just can't be bothered listening to it today or something like that. It's just that everything, every connection that you have in your life feels like an effort.
0: Yeah. For me for me, the word I would use for when I have felt myself going this way personally is honestly just universal apathy. Mm. Everything my response is just eh. Yeah. Eh. I don't I, I just don't care enough. To respond there's no there's no there's no high or low emotions there it's just like nah. yeah. and that's not a healthy way to be the third component of burnout Courtney is what
1: is inefficiency
0: close inefficacy
1: inefficacy <laughs> I knew what's gonna get that wrong all
0: good so the thing is with I mean inefficiency also hey you know what kind of same thing different word
1: well, I always say inefficiency is hey, the third one, but you it, say the word I can't say. Inefficacy,
0: it it works.
1: <laughs> Ine- inefficacy. It's one of those words, I just can't say it.
0: <laughs> it works.
1: I'm going to stick with inefficiency.
0: Uh, so the thing is, though, you kind of feel like in a way you're incompetent, that you just aren't achieving anything, you're not moving in the right direction. Maybe the word might be stuck. Yes, You feel stuck. For me, I feel unproductive. And you kind of feel like you won't be able to succeed with things you want to be working towards. Mm. The word, the red flag word for this sign with clients for me is things like this. I'm in a funk. Aha. That's, to me, that's a, a word where it's like that sort of, Pricks my ears up. Yeah. Okay. Let's dig deeper into this. And this used to affect me a lot. I'll give a, a personal example here. So I mentioned before when I first became, when I first started our business many, many years ago now, I had no off switch. And I used to think to myself that to succeed with this, I've got to be on all the time. And when I say all the time, I mean all the time, including working Friday nights, weekends. Just, there was no off switch. And mm. it got to the stage though where it felt like it was, it was taking me three, four, five times the amount of time to complete tasks that should have been completed much, much, much sooner. Which goes back to what we said before, Courtney. About things feeling like a chore. Yes. But everything just dragged out. So a task or something I had to do that may have taken me twenty minutes would take three hours. Yeah. Because I'd just be, just I just wasn't there. You know. But I just felt like this is how this has to work. I'm am a business owner now.
1: Mm.
0: I've got to be on all the time. And so that ain't, like, anyone that knows me and you'll back me up on this, Courtney. Like for me. My my time for myself on weekends is pretty sacred. Yes. But I even gave that up mm. for a while, and it manifested itself where, like you know, I was inefficient. Yes. At what I was doing, but I also started resenting what I was doing. Yeah. Because there was just I was putting aside all the other things I lo- I love to do for myself just to focus on, in my case, work. Yeah. Have you had this? Yes. So we've got exhaustion, disengagement, and inefficacy.
1: Inefficacy.
0: You're doing well. As the three main components of burnout. Yes. So, okay. What are the best ways to either prevent burnout or to get out of it? So we have a bit of a list here, Courtney, of tips we want to give. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just dive straight in. What's the first tip for burnout
1: prevention and cure? Um, We wrote these down, didn't we? Oh, non-negotiables. So what are your non-negotiables and are you on that list?
0: Yeah, so it's a a discussion about self-care and being prepared to prioritise caring for yourself. And as we like to say, it's a non-negotiables discussion. So one one of my personal favourite episodes we've ever done, Courtney, is the one called What Are Your Non-Negotiables? Yeah. Because that relates to this. Yeah. And that's often where we'll see clients that really will overcook themselves is because all these things that probably should be negotiables have been shifted onto the non-negotiable list and they've been shifted off. Mm-hmm. That's got to switch. There's there's the need to replenish your physical, mental, and emotional energy. So you start with non-negotiables. Like, hey, is my well-being, internal and external, really a priority to me? I'll give you a hint. If it's not, no one else is going to do it for you or make you make, – Make it happen for you. No. No one's coming to save you with that. That's on you. Yes. The same way for me, it's on me. For Courtney, it's on Courtney. We've got to own that.
1: Mm.
0: So one of the first questions I'll ask people when it's pretty clear that they're burning the candle at both ends is, well, what tasks or activities in your life refill your cup? So for me, personal example, Video games. Yeah. That's been since I was a kid. That's, yes. not, that's not gonna change. Like I can I can see me in my eighties playing video games. Like this is just this is who I am. hmm You know, but I've got like I've this year I've learned how to ride motorcycles. Another outlet. You know? Um, as you'll know, Courtney, I love watching movies or binge watching or maybe the term power watching is more appropriate. <laughs> T V shows. Yes. So for you, Courtney, like what activities for you, like refill your cup?
1: Mine tends to be more social activities. So uh, spending time with family, spending time with friends. Um, Not always, though, I do like my own time too. So I'll often like if if I want to go shopping, just do it by myself and just wander around the shops, grab a coffee. Um, So it's sort of a mixture between social time and really sort of feeling that love and energy from friends and family, but then also having my own personal time where I can go for a walk or go do some shopping by myself.
0: Would change of environment be part of that for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. So you mean in terms of leaving the house? Yeah,
0: going somewhere else and doing something else.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. So like if I want some alone time, like I would love to do it more my walks outside if, you know, weather allows me. Um, I would, yeah, definitely get out of the house. So if I'm going to see friends and family, I tend to go to them.
0: Rather than bring them up here.
1: Yeah, yeah. rather than bring them to, to our house. Not because I don't want them in our house, but just as an excuse to go somewhere.
0: I'm I'm like that with getting into, into nature. Mm. So social is on my list. It's not the highest on my list, not that I'm antisocial, but it – it's, high, it's definitely top of your list.
1: I think you're bordering on the this. antisocial.
0: Uh, no, nah, I have my moments. Well, I suppose we all do, don't we? Yes. But for me, getting out into nature is a big one. Mm. Going to places where I can't see concrete versus yes. trees, grass, maybe dirt, and just the wind going through the leaves and the branches, that, that really does it for me. So these, these are personal examples. But what about some well-known examples as it relates to what we do for a living? Well, I'm going to go number one here, exercise. Yeah. So exercise is a fantastic way to get away from burnout and to, in many cases, prevent it because exercise is a known mental health and energy booster. Like This is just established fact. Yes. And you listening will probably know this yourself deep down because you probably had times like we've had where you think – I'm just gonna force myself to really go to the gym to go. or go to that class. I don't want to do it, but fuck it, I'm going to anyway. And then afterwards, what do you say to yourself? Oh,
1: I'm so happy that I went.
0: I'm so glad I did that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Or who who regrets actually doing their training session no or doing their exercise? Yeah, you know what I mean. The regret is from not doing it, but yes. getting yourself over that hump is the the hard part. But once you have, it's just you just it's like a weight comes off your shoulders. Yes. Nutrition is another really big one when it comes to, to burnout avoidance and cure, I guess you'd say, for lack of a better word. like Good food like boosts your energy because you know, we spoke about exhaustion before. Of course, you're running on an empty tank. What do you expect?
1: Yeah, or you're running on a tank that's just been filled with shit food.
0: Mm. Yep, so known energy booster, uh, but also to help with, with mental clarity. I know for me, when I've... Been feeling like I'm really getting a bit overcooked. I get brain fog, and my ability to concentrate and focus just goes out the window. Same. Good food has been shown to help with these things. The body, the body does prefer, you know, high quality nutrition sources. Uh, so from a from a perspective of fueling your body, like that goes a long way. Now here's a big one. A real big one when it comes to burnout is, mate, get some damn sleep. Yes. Just go to bloody bed. Give yourself that time to rest and reset. Yes. We'd recommend establishing for yourself, if you're feeling like this or want to prevent this, establishing a relaxing bedtime ritual because that can go a long way.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of science around sleep.
0: It's, I mean, it's, and we did we did a, a podcast episode called "Sleep: The X Factor" that is worth listening for more detail on this. But the thing is, for all the exercise that that we do or whatever, like a, we don't change during the exercise session. The change happens when we're resting and recovering, and there's nothing better. Than sleep, but we recommend establishing just a relaxing bedtime ritual just to help balance you, center you, just you know, help you chill out and calm down. Mm-hmm. And that can look different from person to person. For some, for some people, it can be a bath and a book, yeah, you know, or a, a TV show that you know might just help you wind down, whatever it might be,
1: yeah, whatever it is. Meditation for some people. Yeah.
0: Journaling before bed?
1: I think it's been pretty widely reported now that staying clear of any sort of screen right before bed is is beneficial. So whether that's phone or TV. Um, There's a lot of different things you can do these days, though. I've heard of a lot of people that have even um, changed the way that they wake up. So rather than your old-fashioned alarm, there's sort of new-style alarms which just gradually turn the lights on. and waking up to light rather than waking up to noise helps some people. Good so point. there's a lot of different things that you can do and there's a lot of research out there on everything can, like from ways to fall asleep or like habits to implement before you go to sleep to all the way through to habits to implement to wake up.
0: My personal recommendation when it comes to good sleep patterns and whatnot and, and good bedtime rituals I don't have flicking through social media and looking at other people living their best 1% of their lives as part of this. Like I might sound like an old man saying this and I'm fine with that, but that's – I just don't see how that helps. No. Personally. And the thing is you might think to yourself like, oh, but I just don't have the time to do any of this stuff. Bullshit. That's just crap. Yeah. The thing is with this, like we're all adults, we're all busy. Regardless of what's happening in life, we are all busy. I'm busy, Courtney's busy, you're busy. We, we've got to carve out the time. Yes. If it's important enough to do it. Now, that being said, as, I've, as we spoke about before, very often these feelings of, of burnout come from saying yes to so many things you say no to yourself. Yes, I can just sit here and say to you, oh, well, you know, you might think you haven't got the time and that's bullshit. Well, here's what you can do to find this out for yourself. There needs to be a thorough review of your schedule over the course of an entire week. Mm. How are you actually spending your time? Yeah. because We've all got the same amount of time every day, every week, every month, every year. There's only so much available to us. How are you spending yours? Mm. Doing a review of this, over the course of a full week, even to the point where you are documenting what you are doing hour to hour with your time, you might be surprised at the opportunities that actually pop up where it's like, oh, you know what? There's actually – no, I can I can slot in some downtime here or here or there. Now, I mentioned before about the phones. How much time is spent scrolling the fucking phone? Yeah. You know the scary thing is? It's a good thing but can be scary because of the reality of it these different social media apps will now often track how much time per day you spend Mm. looking at them. For me, that was a great bit of self-awareness where it's like, shit, I'm spending too much time looking at this shit. I'm getting off. Now, for me, it's a source of pride. How much time can I not spend flicking through my damn phone? Yes. But regardless... You need to really, if you if you're worried about the amount of time you haven't got, it's time for a review, yeah, an honest, thorough, genuine review of how you're spending your time each week. And the question that we would ask is it is it time to say no to a few things and a few people
1: mm.
0: that you know deep down you can, even though you might think you're going to feel guilty about it, just to be able to say yes to yourself. Mm. Our recommendation is to invest in activities that boost you.
1: Mm.
0: There's no right or wrong there, really, is there? No. If If you know it works for you, like, please do it. Yeah. The next tip with this is in the form of a question, does your perspective require shifting? So the thing that, that we'll hear a lot from people, and I, I've been guilty of saying this to myself, I've heard this from clients as well, plenty, is that I'll I'll just do these things over here and then I'll go do these things for myself. But that just tends to get pushed out further and further and further. Mm. That perspective should shift to this. I need to look after me in order to be at my best for what for the people that need me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Easier said than done.
1: Easier said than done, but completely necessary.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's really really about looking at, at what's in your control. Yes. versus what's out of your control. Mm. So there's certain things, there's certain responsibilities that we all have that it's this this has to happen. This has to happen and in some cases it might be time sensitive.
1: Mm.
0: Be it like Work responsibilities, work shifts, or, or kids drop off at school, whatever it might be, certain things that it's just like, well, this has to happen. Okay, cool. What's in your control? Yeah. What about the things that you can have an effect on that you can manipulate and go, well, you know what? I can put that one to the side and do this thing over here for me. The benefit of focusing on what you can control what allows you to take control. Yes. It's really a case of, I think, just having having the courage is the word I'd use, the courage to be able to say, like, you know what, I'm going to say yes to me. If that means I'm going to have to get used to saying no sometimes to people or to other things, like, okay, yeah, I do overcome that. Like I was a people pleaser for a long time.
1: Mm.
0: And the thing is saying saying no was a real hard thing to learn, but, gee, it's one of the best skills I've ever learned personally Courtney yes what's the next tip
1: working on your habitual responses
0: yeah so these are habits yes and habits the thing is with habits they can be changed they can be reprogrammed so very often burnout can come from various sources of stress Mm. be it personal professional emotional physical mental whatever very often we can't always remove the sources of stress because that would involve not really living an adult life, okay? So it's not, that's not realistic. But we can work on our responses to them or our choices in response to them. So a big one for me when, when I was younger was I actually introduced exercise exercise as a response to stress of having a bad day at work, well, I'm going to go to the gym after work and work this out so I wouldn't take it home with me.
1: Mm.
0: For me personally, that worked a treat. It really did. So in terms of you know, having having moments of stress rather than turning to the nearest bucket of ice cream or, gee, that gigantic block of chocolate's going to sure look good right now even though I'll, I know I'll feel like shit after I've had it, go for a walk. Go to the gym replace the habit or the re- replace the routine in the habit with something
1: else. Mm.
0: Yeah? Yes. So going to the gym to work it out, going for a walk, getting outside, or as Courtney said before, might be as simple as pick up the phone.
1: Pick up the phone, talk to someone, could be um, journaling, write it down. Yep. Write down what's bothering you and then – it's a way of just letting it go.
0: Yeah, so we, we did a two-part, a two-part series a couple of years ago called How to Make Your Habits Work for You. They're worth listening to in the context of this. As weird as it sounds, even doing a big food cook-up can have its merits as a response to stress because one, it's a distraction, but it also feels like you're doing something for yourself that's actually productive, mm. and you know is helping you. Yeah. So you might think, oh, they're recommending cooking up food. Like, sounds weird. Don't underestimate what it can do. Yeah. Because it can actually allow you to, in a way, switch off. So I know for me, whenever I do cook-ups, like, my headphones are on. Same with you, Courtney. So, you know, our, our bodies are working, but our brains are somewhere else. Yes. It's very, very, very
1: helpful. Absolutely.
0: Don't underestimate the, how much healthy desserts can go a long way mm. in times like this. So as we've said a couple of times on this, this episode so far, often we might turn to the chocolate, the ice cream, the alcohol. Like for a lot of us, like for, for you and me, Courtney, you like e- epic sweet tooths.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Healthy desserts can really help here. Yes. So you can, you can appease the sweet tooth in a pretty guilt-free way. Mm. But don't don't sit on that
1: no <laughs> absolutely not um, last tip uh, for this section is uh, seek out connections
0: this goes into what you were saying before Courtney about the social side of things and the thing is though with connections it can come in different ways mm. so it can come in the form of personal development so for some of us like as, as Courtney and I have said approximately eight million times since we first started this very podcast a number of years ago now, doing this by yourself is effing hard, bordering on impossible. Yes. So connections can be from a personal development standpoint, finding coaches or mentors that can help identify and activate positive habits, relationships, and learning opportunities Mm -hmm. for yourself. Personal growth really goes a long way. With this, but as Courtney, you said, "Well, what are your friends up to?" Yeah. Pick up the phone. Like, when's the last time you or you know you had like a boys' night out, or a girls' night out, or as you've done, Courtney? You're like, let's go for a shopping trip. Yes. Or even just as simple as, as you do this sometimes, Courtney. Just pick up the phone and call your bestie.
1: Yeah, what's happening?
0: And I've seen it with you, Courtney. Like hours can slip by. Absolutely. Like you girls, just just. Shooting the shit yeah. back and forth. And it, it, I can, when you have those conversations with her, I can hear your mood lift. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Start making jokes. That awesome laugh starts to come out. Like, yeah. Helps a lot. It does. Really don't underestimate the power of positive human interaction when it comes to getting out of the funk of burnout. Yeah. And feeling like you're you're honestly overcooked.
1: Yep, yeah. There needs to be a good balance there between doing things for yourself, but also finding that energy through connections from other people.
0: Yep, that's probably your biggest one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it you know it can be a source of energy. So you sort of you're gonna almost take some of the energy that the people around you, and you're using that to sort of fill up your own cup again.
0: You know what? I've even made comments like that to you when we've had like boys gatherings where honestly all we do is just talk shit and play video games. But I've said to you, Courtney, after the fact, like I can tell we all needed that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We you all have to feed, feed off, off, each, off other. each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's let's bring this one to a close. Mm-hmm. So just just to wrap this up, just really understand that that feeling overwhelmed and feeling burned out, they are symptoms of what the real issues. Mm -hmm. Also, just understand that long term, when it comes to to burnout and feeling overwhelmed and and to stretch too thin, where possible, prevention beats cure. So what are you actively doing, be it day to day or week to week or whatever, to help stay away from this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: it is, I can speak from personal experience, it is far easier and I use that term loosely, but it is, it's is—it's easier to avoid burnout than it is to get out of it once you're in.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that one of the other things to really to sum up here is just to make sure that you're really understanding what's causing you to feel this way mm. and acknowledging it and taking steps to implement better strategies. You know, yeah. let's re- use back to that old... You know, um, cycle of step back, recognize what's happening, and then come up with a plan to help yourself move on from it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's also why, like, why I deliberately structure in my own downtime for myself every single week is to I'd rather I'd rather prevent this because I know I know what I'm like when I'm feeling burned out. Like I'm very hard to be around. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly I'm a moody bitch. Yeah, I'm cranky. I'm snappy, I don't want to do anything, I don't want to see anyone. That even includes, like, the person I love the most in life is the person I'm talking to right now. You, Courtney, yeah. obviously. But even then, when I feel burned out, like, I don't want to bury you.
1: No, you're a real pain in the ass. I am. But then so am I. So are we all. So yeah. I think that what you just said, Mae, is a really good point where it's not just recognising sometimes what's causing it and remembering we're not just trying to fix that one time. This is something that's going to keep occurring if – you don't put things in place in your life to stop it.
0: Yeah. The, the, the people that need me, be it wife, family, friends, clients, they need me to be at my best. Yes. Right? And also, to be fair, they deserve the best of me the way I deserve the best of me. But the thing is, it's about accepting the responsibility. that, like, you know what? Hey, this is up to me. Mm. This is up to me. To invest, and that's a key word invest time, effort, energy, some cases, some cases, money into doing things for me. Yes. So when my responsibilities call, I'm at the top of my game. And it's the same thing with you listening. Like, we can't do it for you. No. We haven't got the magic wand. The best we can do is what we're doing right here, sitting here, yelling into a microphone. Yes. The thing is, though, really having the guts to carve out the time for yourself and do things for you can be really, really tough in the moment. Yes. Because it goes against what the way you've been – it may go against the way you've been brought up. It may go against what you think is normal. So it's normal to put people before me, to put work before me, to put all these other things before me. So it can be tough to start to go against the grain on that one but it could be really a turning point that propels you forward in every possible respect. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add there, wife?
1: No, I think that sums it up pretty well.
0: Well, we hope this has helped. Hmm. Courtney, we've got a Facebook group.
1: We do. It's called The Weight Loss Podcast. Where can you find it? On Facebook.
0: <laughs> Come hang out in the group, hang out with Courtney, myself, and other fans of the show. And that's it. We will be be back next week. Our favourite Courtney Q and A. Woohoo! Mm, we love what we do, but with every season, they're they're the most fun for us. Yeah. Answering your questions. So, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully, this has helped. We'd love to get your feedback.
1: Yes. What's our email address? Podcast at the dot com.
0: Still got it. We'll speak to you soon. Have a good one.
1: Bye.